Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, here's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. Great to be with you tonight. David Shepard's here, Marco Belletti on the updates as we take you right into the weekend. And what a weekend it should be. I don't know. I mean, there's some basketball on and this combine's going on. I just mean, like, it's nice to have a weekend. Or if you're a weekend warrior, we salute you. And we've got programming for you all day long. I know I'll be tuned in tomorrow morning. Got to hit the road for a few things. I always throw up. I throw it up on Sirius XM 158 and listen to CBS Sports Radio. Especially, I make a point to get up at, uh, what, 2 o'clock in the morning, Eastern on Sunday mornings. Got to hear the Good Shepherd. If there's any show that I got to hear, it's my guy, David Shepherd. You got big plans on Sunday morning? What are we doing this weekend? Big plans? Yeah, hosting. Yeah, I mean, like, for the show. That's what it. are your plans for uh, the show? I mean, I got Scott Williams on. NBA champion Scott Williams? A three-time NBA champion. One of 84 guys in NBA history to accomplish that. Suspended in Game 5 of the 2001 NBA Finals against the Philadelphia 76ers because the fix was in? I don't. I don't think David that's a, Stern? I don't think that's the Scott Williams that we're talking about here. I don't think he was ever suspended in NBA Finals. Oh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. That that may be correct. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys. I look forward to it, Bart. We're going to talk about a lot about Caleb and versus Justin Fields. What's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen with that stuff that a lot of people have probably heard the last seventy two hours? So, well, how about let's make it seventy three as there we are go. talking NFL Combine. Um, were you were you were going to ask me a question last night about this quarterback class? Am I kind of yes? On is target? this you you kind of referenced it? Is this the deepest quarterback class we've had in over a decade? Because two years ago it was Pickett and that's it, and he has not exactly planned out um, to be a franchise quarterback. We know that. 
Last year, we thought it was going to be a three-headed race with Richardson and Young and Stroud. The only one that seems to be a legit franchise quarterback is Stroud. But this year, Michael Panix Jr. and Knicks and Daniels and, and, and Williams and, and May. Um, we haven't even mentioned, like, I mean, McCarthy. This class is loaded. This may be the greatest quarterback class when it's all said and done in our lifetime. I don't know how you feel about that. That's what I wanted to ask you. Well, I looked up uh, this a very topic. There was an article that was done on NFL.com prior to last season where they ranked from the last 20 years. And top five was the class of 2005. And this was Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, who does a lot of the carrying here. Jason Campbell, Charlie Fry, Dan Orlowski, Kyle Orton, Matt Castle, Fitzpatrick was in that. So, all right, that was that was the fifth best ranked class before last year. Uh, 2018 was a good class. 2018 still has a lot to be written. Baker Mayfield went one, Sam Darnold three, Josh Allen seven, Josh Rosen 10, Lamar Jackson 32. You also had uh, Mason Rudolph and then nobody else really of uh, for the sake of this argument. I mean, they're all notable, but uh, like Logan Woodside is a notable person, but not in this particular context. And that one, I look at that 2018 class, and Baker Mayfield's good, good, and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson could be Hall of Famers. So I think the bar is two Hall of Famers and another really good quarterback, okay? In, 2020, in 2017, this class, they ranked number three at the time. Mitch Trubisky went two, no. Patrick Mahomes, number 10, drafted this boost up this ranking quite a bit. Deshaun Watson hasn't you know, been terrible when he's tried. Uh, I would put that other class ahead of this one. I think Mahomes does a lot of the carrying there for sure. Josh Dobbs, Taysom Hill undrafted, uh, C.J. Beathard. So probably we'll go right now 2018. 2020, this is a real good class. Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. Some other guys in there, Jake Fromm, James Morgan, Jacob Eason. Okay. But in that class, could you see between Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, and Hurts, I think you might be on track for two Hall of Famers, if not three. Two Hall of Famers, one very good. So that's a really good class. And then prior to last year, they had ranked the 2004 class, which was Eli Manning, Rivers, Big Ben, J.P. Losman, Matt Schaub, Luke McCown. Um, my guy Jim Sorgi was in there. So that has been the gold standard of the last 20 years because you had Eli, you had Big Ben, Super Bowl winners, and then Phillip Rivers. Just to match the 2020 class, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Love, and Hurts. That's a pretty good five. Now, Burrow went to a Super Bowl. Obviously, he's come back from injury. Tua has been good, but there is a hill he needs to climb. Herbert has been good as a player, but 500 as a record. Jordan Love finally got a chance and looked good, but it would be too soon to say how the whole future for him will play out. And Jalen Hurts has been to another Super Bowl. And then kind of, I don't know if he took a step back or if he was hurt or whatever happened with the Eagles this last year. So some feelings have soured on him, I think a little too aggressively. But really, you've got five quarterbacks there that are starting quarterbacks, and many teams would be happy to have one of those five. So then, as Shep mentioned, when you look at this year's class, like if we can find two guys that could be Hall of Famers 
and one guy that's also have a good career. If that's the standard between Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler's in this class, Michael Pratt out of Tulane, Jordan Travis. Don't forget he should have been the Heisman because his injury single-handedly knocked out Florida State out of the championship, out of the playoff. Uh, Spencer Sanders, you know, Tua's brother, Slovis out of BYU, Brennan Armstrong, Sam Hartman, Joe Milton. There's other names that we know. I don't know how much and how well we'll know them in the pros, but there's names certainly that we know when they get drafted round five, six, or seven going in that we're going to say, hey, this is a guy that we know we've seen play. So there is the potential there, and I think what's going to be the determination of this answer is how those next three guys do. Caleb, Jade, and Drake May. They could go one, two, three. What is J.J. McCarthy's pro career going to look like? What is Michael Penix Jr.'s pro career going to look like? And what is Bo Nix's pro career going to look like? And you may see J.J. McCarthy drafted. Mock drafts, I see him possibly going top 10, top 15. He's kind of been on a tour telling people, hey, I'm a winner, even though I don't throw as much as these other guys. In fact, I threw like half the amount of times they did. My team's won, so he's pitching that. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., he's healthy. He had a great year. I do think it still got overlooked. I would have voted his him as the Heisman if I had a vote, uh, which I don't, but I think one day I said I was going to pretend that I do. So, yeah, I voted him as the Heisman. And then Bo Nix, another guy who seems like he's been in college forever, did all right in Auburn, did much better at Oregon, and then what's he going to be like in the pros, and then maybe another wild card. So there's at least, you know, it, there's at least the potential I think that 2020 class, as long as those guys stay on their, uh, you know, trajectory, that could end up being even better than the Eli Rivers Big Ben class. You could say it is already, but no, that 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 class is Super Bowls. We're going to need some Super Bowls out of these guys to get there. So there is the potential. There's a lot of quarterbacks, and that's that's another reason why if you're if you're at these top picks, there's other quarterbacks that you might take a risk on. I think. When you're one, two, and three, when you're when you're Chicago and New England and Washington, it just seems like we have separated. There's these three quarterbacks and then three these three quarterbacks. And if you're gonna trade out at one of those picks, you gotta be awfully sure or awfully confident that, yeah, Michael Penix could be the guy for you, or Bo Nix or McCarthy could be the guy for you. Cause these other guys are probably gonna go one, two, three. So it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, that's why I can't wait for this. And it's going to be a whole bunch of different outcomes just based based alone on what the Bears do. It seems like right now the guy that they are targeting is Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams at the Combine, not doing the drills, but giving some different answers, saying, look, there's, my stuff is on tape. If you want to watch it, I've played about 30 games. Wait, where do you want to play? Whoever takes number one. So, I mean, that's not like the best answer you want to hear if you're Chicago but you do have the number one pick, so is he inadvertently telling you? Like it's 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 more like a foot. He's playing footsie with you, but you know you're not sure. Have have we all been there, guys? I'm gonna just speak to the guys for a second. Where you sit next to a girl in class and like you think she's playing footsie with you, but also she may have just moved her foot, and you can't tell. That's kind of like what's happening with the Bears uh, right now. Daniel's in the Uber. Daniel, how you been, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? Good. What's up? 
I'm just I'm glad that I'm I'm, I'm glad you're talking about my Chicago Bears. You know what? But I made up my mind already. You know when I watched the, uh, uh, the Super Bowl, I watched the game. Then I made then I make up my mind that it looks like we're going for we're going to draft the quarterback. You know what happened at the fourth quarter or the uh, Super Bowl? You know we that means we're going to have we're going to uh, we're going to um, draft the quarterback. We're going to take our killer because Justin Field is not good on fourth quarter. He's not good. He can. He can right. win the football for me. He can. So I made up my mind. I said, you know what? This is what Chicago Bears want. So we need somebody that can, at the crucial stage, we can make it. So that's that's so. I, there's no surprise for me no more. I love Justin Field. I wish him all the best. But it looks like we're going to kill him. But you know, that's uh, that's that's my that's what I want to say about about the about the drugs now. So Daniel, Daniel, when you're driving that Uber, how much, you know, how much do the Bears come up in those conversations in that car? Oh yeah, every every time I put on a CBS, uh, I put on sports. You know, like you know the local sports, like yeah. six seventy, or yep. the local. So most of the time they they say, "Oh, you're a Chicago Bears fan." I say, "Yeah, I'm a Chicago Bears fan." So that's what I listen to. So they ask me questions, and you know, I tell them. So what is, what is the so, Daniel Uber research poll telling me? Are we are we getting more people that agree with you that like Caleb, or are we getting a lot of passengers that are still on the Justin Fields uh, train? No, a lot. No, a lot of people are agreeing with me now with Caleb. You know, it looks like they they said, you know what, that's that's what the Chicago Bears they they love Caleb Williams. You know, they don't want uh, Derek May. You know, they want Caleb. You know, so hopefully it's gonna it's gonna do good for us. That's a franchise quarterback. We can't miss it. Twice, two years in a row. We didn't, we didn't drive quarterback last year. We're not going to drive quarterback this year too. That's going to be terrible. Yeah. If the guy doesn't do it, I trust that guy. In post, I trust. I trust him. The guy is very smart. He's been doing a lot of stuff for the Chicago Bears. You know. So hopefully, hopefully we can get it. You know, we can get it. So all right, year, man. Yeah. Should be interesting, Daniel. Oh yes, we're gonna be going to the Super Bowl, right? Well, down. okay, let's let's relax a little bit, but <laughs> put me down. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. I, thank I you. Have a nice I, all right, Daniel. Yeah. I won't hold you to that one. Let's. Uh, uh, if jury, if you could strike that from the record, that did not happen. Please do not. Uh, please do not think of that when you. I always like that. Jury, pretend like you didn't see this. Uh, hey, jury, strike that from the record. Uh, it's not submissible. Well. I saw it. I, I heard it. I, you saw me pretend it didn't happen. I've been on jury duty one time, and I was called for jury duty while I was at a job that I utterly despised outside of radio. So I was thrilled to be selected for a jury, and I tried to figure out how to get on this jury. And there were a lot of guys that didn't want to be on the jury. One guy said, you know, they because they ask you on the on the panel, they go, why shouldn't you be on this jury? And one guy goes, uh, my ju- the, the brother-in-law is my, jeez, my brother-in-law is the judge. He's out. And I just decided not to talk. I said, I want to give them a reason to not like me. But then they just looked at me and they go, we don't want that guy. Okay, jeez. I mean, just looking at me. I really wanted to be on that jury. Now, I've never wanted to be on since because it would really mess up, like, what I got going on, Okay. Um, 
just basically sleeping in till noon and maybe taking my kid to daycare. Uh, but back then, I really wanted to be on and did not happen. John is in South Carolina. Hey, John. Hey, big guy. Uh, good show, good show. And I like that casino guy saying hello to you. Hey, what quarterback in the NFL now would you be willing to trade four early, early first-round picks and four early, early second-round picks? What quarterback Where, would what I trade team? eight picks for? Yeah. Uh, Is Mahomes? there anybody? Maybe Patrick Mahomes. That's okay. Well, that's what the Bears are going to give up if they, you know, take Caleb Williams. They're going to give up. They can trade out and get four first, four seconds easy with those picks. They got trade that first to Washington. You get a couple number ones. They're going to be bad next year. You're going to get an early pick. Trade that second you get from them to you know whoever that's going to give you two more first round picks. And that's what you're – and you'll probably get more. you probably get a player thrown in, a couple of thirds. Who knows that, that they are so hungry for quarterbacks. And But that's what the Bears would be giving up to take a shot on Caleb Williams, who, as we all know, nothing about Caleb Williams personally, but there's no guarantee on any of these quarterbacks. So that's what the Bears are literally kind of giving up, and I just don't see, you know, the value of any one quarterback. And I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes is worth that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, he's historic. But I don't see anybody else in the NFL I would do that for. And I'll just listen to what you think about that after, and, you know, thanks for letting me talk. No, that's a good way to look at it, John. Uh, good outside-the-box way to look at it, which when you put it that way, can frame the conversation a little bit differently. But then also, if you're trading all these picks and you're trading all these picks, at some point you need the quarterback. And, yeah, like they don't have to be the greatest quarterback of all time. We've seen some quarterbacks win that, you know, aren't aren't Hall of Famers. But the league is getting even more and more set up that you're going to need a quarterback. One way or another, you're going to need that quarterback. So that's an interesting way to look at it. We'll see if the Bears kind of look at it that same way. I know that one of the reasons this decision gets so talked about and is so interesting is if they decide to go trade, trade, draft day style, like if they want to turn this into a movie, they could end up with a lot of picks and a lot of players. Is Caleb Williams worth all that when you're not even sure if he's playing footsie with you at this point? Rolando's in San Diego. Rolando. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Yeah, I want to talk about the Chargers. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a high draft pick, so uh, I think they're gonna go Bowers, like the mock drafts say. I mean, uh, Philip Rivers always had Antonio Gates to get those that, that yardage be, between the numbers, and uh, he, uh, 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 they need a red zone threat. So I, I see them getting Bowers. They're gonna play physical, uh, smash mouth football. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna be a reflection of their coach, Harbaugh, who's had uh, success everywhere he's gone. So it's going to be a successful season. I can't wait. Go Chargers. I think if I was the Chargers, thanks for the call. Um, I'm looking at some of these mock drafts here, and they are getting mock draft. Bowers is coming up. Some of these other pass catchers are coming up. If I were the Chargers, I might lean towards one of the receivers. The, the, The tight ends that have been drafted in the first round haven't typically been with the team past that rookie contract. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's a guy recently got traded. There were other guys that their just contract expires, whether it's Evan Ingram or, or whatever they don't sign. They got a few years out of them, but, and I think Brock Bowers is good, but I think if I was the chargers, 
I would look more towards wide receiver, but either way, a pass catcher could be somebody you could always look at uh, offensive line, right? You could always go that route, but yeah, it should be interesting because the chargers, they, I, I forget when I'm thinking about all these teams and all these teams that could trade up the chargers have the fifth pick. They got the fifth pick. They got Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh and they got the fifth pick. And I don't think they want to wait to win. So they'll probably draft someone who can come in and be a starter and be a weapon for Justin Herbert. So that'll be an interesting pick too, because there's a lot of these teams that Romo Dunze, Malik neighbors is a good wide receiver class too. Uh, but those guys at the top and you might have team Marvin Harrison jr. Who there's no way he goes past four. If you go quarterback, 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 Marvin Harrison with the Cardinals. And now I see the Cardinals might be interested in trading out of that pick, which would be a mistake. You got to take Marvin Harrison Jr. there if you're Arizona, I feel. 855-212-4227. We're talking draft. We're talking combine. We'll get to some NBA, another busy night in the association. As I say to sound cool, more coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Eric? What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me. I love the show. Listen every day while I'm driving at work. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. CBS Sports Radio, we are trying to break down every single vowel and consonant and pause and every sentence that Caleb Williams said today at the NFL Combine. We're talking about some of the importance of the combine or maybe in your opinion lack thereof take a few more calls on this and then there's something that i've been meaning to get to the last couple of days the college football playoff may expand before it even expands and we're getting real stupid now okay the ideas that they want to do which seem like everybody's on board and just bowing down to the big conferences um it seems like they may get their way. The Big Ten and SEC are just kind of moving everybody to where they want them to be. And some new rules, including a very professional NFL-type rule, maybe in the college game soon. We'll talk about that coming up after Marco's update. 855-212-4227. Let's get out to Stan, who is in Chicago. Hey, Stan. Bart, good evening. Hey. So, my deal is this. I don't like Caleb Williams. I don't like him at all. Mm. Never have. And then after the press conference today, I'm like that other caller. It reminds me of something out of draft day. My deal is this. <laughs> we, we don't take the first pick. We trade it. We get J.J. McCarthy, and then we build up our offense and build up our defense to where we still need help, and we do. We sit J.J. for the year and let him and, uh, what, Bajent work it out on who's second Ugh. and who's third. Okay. And see, what, and see what Justin Fields can still do with, again, building up the offense and defense. Because if we take Caleb Williams, 
you get another two wins next season. Oh, me and my if Packers? We, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, regardless. you definitely do. If we do not, then we got a chance to beat the Packers, not once but twice, and mm-hmm. playoffs. I won't say Super Bowl because that's a jinx, but playoffs for sure. I don't know that any, and I know that uh, they're not necessarily connected, but I don't know that any call that mentions the name uh, Tyson Bajan should also include the word Super Bowl at any point. So that. (laughs) (laughs) No, not with Tyson Bajan. Well, he was, he's a part of, he's a part of your plan. He was enough to mention him. To work it out between him and JJ for second or third. Well, if JJ can't beat on Tyson Bajan, then JJ, JJ should not be drafted. What? If J.J. McCarthy comes in and is the third-string quarterback, then he should not be selected. No, not – no, no, no. He should be the second string. Like I said, they can okay, work all right, it out. Right, all, right, all right, Well, they don't that, – okay. That's all yeah, I'm okay, saying. Gotcha. And my point was we don't get Caleb Williams and we get the other picks given away the first round. It kind of seems like uh, – Stan, thanks for the call. Good to talk to you. It seems like – how much work does Ryan Pauls want to do? Either he can do the real easy thing and just say, ah, run up the card, take Caleb Williams. Or he could be like, all right, I'm going to trade one down to two. And then we're going to trade two down to eight. And then we've got nine. So maybe we'll select that eight and then trade nine. And then we, because of these trades, we got like another pick. And maybe we'll trade that for another pick. And we could do all this stuff. And we could really be like sweating and working and, or, you could, again, you could just be like, ah, Caleb, uh, let me know when pick nine's up. So it's like you get into life what you put – you get out of life what you put into it. You're going to get out of this draft what you put into it. Rashawn's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, how are you? All right. Uh, I'm not really a Bears fan, but, you know, I called in on this topic, so y'all speaking on it. Um – what is the situation, first of all, with Justin Fields' contract if they do decide maybe to, 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 to trade the number one pick and keep him? Do they got to assign him to some type of deal? And They're going to have they... to exercise the fifth-year option on him. Uh, he's on year. He's going to be on year four. So they oh, got to figure out. And... What the Packers did with Jordan Love was they had to do that, and instead of, like, giving him 40, they go, all right, we'll give you, like, money now and money later. And it was kind of like a – it benefited both sides a little bit, but now Jordan Love is going to get a massive extension this oh, offseason yeah. of fifty million dollars, probably. So really? if if the Bears, <laughs> yes, if the Bears are going to commit to Justin Fields, if you're if you're going to keep Justin Fields this year, you gotta you gotta be thinking that all right, this is our long term guy because you've passed over Stroud and Young a year ago. You're going to pass over all these quarterbacks now. So you've got to be committing to him. You don't have to, but you kind of have to. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's tough, man. And for that type of money, uh, I wouldn't do it. But with 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 Khalid Williams, man, like he's, I don't know if this guy is going to be that guy, but you know, he could he could be. And if he is, he's you know, it's a franchise changer. But also, if they do decide to trade that pick, is any other quarterback in the draft that could be, you know, possibly better than Khalil Williams, though? And, you know, that can, you know. Well, that's a great mystery. You know, that depends on who you talk to. Like, Drake may go to a spot and be the best quarterback in this class, or Mm Jaden Daniels, or 
McCarthy or uh, Penix. I mean, any like these that that that's what we don't know. I think uh-huh. Caleb Williams. What many agree on is that he offers you the biggest ceiling. He offers you the biggest upside. That doesn't mean it's going to be realized, but he offers you if you if you want anyone close to a Patrick Mahomes. Okay, and I'm not saying he's going to be right, but I'm saying like if you want anywhere close to that, this is as, as slim as a chance as it may be. This is the guy that it seems like that could be. Mm, so a lot of this. There's so much. There's so much to weigh here for them. Yeah, it definitely is. So is he the only quarterback projected to go in the first round, or the other quarterbacks projected to go like in the you know first round? Or top, oh, you're five, you're looking at three quarterbacks in the first three picks. Oh, really? Okay, so because I know Washington's on the board right after Chicago, so I know they're probably looking at Washington is. I mean, they could get Drake May. They could take Jaden Daniels. Washington it seems like they want to trade up from two to one to get Caleb Williams, and even if the Bears do that, I mean, that's going to – just to go up one spot's going to cost them a lot. A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Bears willing to take the gamble on that, you know, and just, you it's know, try it mystery. out. It's a great mystery. It's a great mystery. But, you know, for, for my Cowboys' sake, I just hope not, though. You know, I don't wish nothing but the worst <laughs> for the Washington football team. So, you know, I know they got a new owners, a new GM and everything, and they're trying to turn their franchise around. But uh, I don't want to see him get good no time soon, you know. So I want him to still be the Cowboys punching bag and easy to win for us in that division every year. So, Hey, every punching bag needs a punching bag, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely, that's <laughs> definitely true. But, you know, thanks for taking my call, man, and you enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, Rashawn, thanks for the call. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Certainly, this is top of mind. We'll continue to talk NFL draft with you guys. The guys that are coming out of the draft or into the draft out of college, they are going to miss the 12-team playoff, and they're going to miss the 14-team playoff, with, which is basically going to turn into the Big Ten SEC Invitational. Uh, I want to report to you some of the garbage that is happening in college football. We'll do that coming up. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. South Carolina. What's up, John? Hey, I got to thank you about one big thing. You really fired up my uh, Super Bowl watch, and you were talking about a Bartimeter, and then you fired me up on that, so I got to thank you for that, brother. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. Yeah, if I remember correctly, John was on the fence about the Super Bowl, and then I said, hey, uh, the Bartimeter is going to watch it, and then he said, I'm in. That's not how it happened, but that... That's how it sounded. I like that version better. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. College football, I want to talk about for a minute. We can get back to the NFL here, of course, but this playoff system, I don't know what the deal is with college. It's like they can't finish something before they're on to the next thing. It's like my kid at Christmas. He can't just, like, savor a toy. As he's opening up, is present. He's already wondering about the next toy. College, do something first, and then see how it works, and then, and then proceed, progress. There's realignment, and before we even get USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, suddenly the Pac-12 murders itself. 
and you've got Oregon and Washington jumping ship and then Washington and then you got Big 12 teams and uh the ACC now has uh California and Stanford and SMU the ACC put out their basketball schedule for next year and it's just like California and Stanford got to go across the country 7 8 times just to play basketball dumb um they'll of course play each other in a home and home with SMU because Texas is not that far away even though I mean, there were there were times where you'd be like Texas and California schools in the same conference. How could that be? And now they're like they're like the closest to each other in a massive conference that is the ACC. So they're doing the same thing with the playoffs. We haven't even gotten the twelve team playoff yet, and now we're trying to expand to fourteen. And here's where it gets really dumb. So the twelve team playoff, I think, is going to be good. I think the season is going to be better. And what they're going to do is they are going to take the top five conference champions and then the top five, or they're going to take the top five conference champions. So the big four that are left um, and then a mid-major. And then the other seven are going to be, or whatever, the you know what I mean. And then seven at-large teams. So if you're the SEC in the Big Ten, right now you're guaranteed one team. You're guaranteed one team, and that's fine. And I think what's going to happen is a lot of the at-large teams will come from the SEC and the Big Ten. I think that they will. They're going to have uh, super conferences, the tougher schedules. Their resumes are going to be better. A 9-3 and three resume in either one of those conferences is going to look better than a 10-2 and two resume in the other ones, and sometimes even an 11-1 and one resume. These, these, these schedules are going to be tough. So the Big Ten and the SEC are like, all right, we've got we've got a we've got our conference championship, and that team is in. But that's not enough. So they want to extend to fourteen teams, and then what they want to do is give three automatic qualifiers from the Big Ten and SEC. So yeah, you win your conference, you're in, but also two other teams. We automatically take three Big Ten teams. We automatically take three SEC teams. You would get two automatic qualifiers from the Big 12 and the ACC, which that might behoove them to do, honestly. And then one automatic qualifier from the other group of five, and then three more at large. Furthermore, you guarantee a bye to the Big 10 winner and the SEC winner. So there'd be 12 teams. It's basically the 12-team playoff. You got all these matchups, but then you got the two conference winners, SEC and the Big 10, getting a bye. I don't like that you could be a team, Shep, that doesn't even make the Big Ten. I mean, because three is more than two, obviously, but you could you could finish third in the Big Ten. Just by finishing third in the Big Ten means you're automatically in. They probably will still get in anyway. It just feels like the way that we're headed here with college football, you've got basically two real conferences. You've got this 14-team playoff going into January. You've got all this NIL, so everybody's always available. And now the other thing they want to do is add a two-minute warning, which they're trying to justify as like, oh, it'll give the opportunity for the officials to get. No, they want to add more commercials. I mean, is this basically the NFL now? Is that what we just did? College football is the NFL? I don't love it either. I mean, I I don't love the aspect of going to 12 in the first place, and I I think I stand with most people on that. And then to add, you know, two, and we haven't even seen what the 12 looks like and it's just, to me, it's just greed really getting gr- even greedier. 
Um, and it's not a good system. And the one thing that made college football so special was every game matters. And now that you push it to 12, not even 14, that takes that away. I think, I, th- I think more games will matter. I think more games will matter um, with, the, with the 12. You can't say every game matter this year because not every Florida State game mattered. In fact, none of them did. But I think more uh, games will matter. But then the, the issue that I have is guaranteeing conferences three spots. It's just, it's just weird. I think they're going to get the at-large bids anyway, and it just feels weird. But if you're college football, if you're college football, I can kind of understand the reason for it. I mean, look what I just said. You've got these power kind of conferences. You've got uh, a bigger playoff. It goes deep into January. You've got player movement. You've got a two-minute warning. It looks like they're going to add. What are you? You're you're you've always been like minor league football, but now you're basically minor league NFL. The NFL, the most powerful and profitable league we have in college football, is trying to emulate that. The problem is, among many, is that it's not professional. And these are still football programs that are attached to universities. The whole point these guys are playing for the teams that they're playing for is supposed to be because they go to school, and then after school they go to practice on campus, and then on Saturday they play, and everybody comes, and then they all have a party. And, you know, this is... This is an extracurricular activity, but it's gone from that into big business, not just like a sort of business, but it's almost as big like the college football in terms of viewership, in terms of passion, in terms of money. It could be the second biggest thing we have. It's not even professional. It's just like, why wait until Sunday for football? You basically get a whole different league. We're trying to act if spring leagues are going to work. Oh, we wouldn't want football that's not the NFL. Yeah, we do. We 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 got a we got a minor league football all season long in the fall on Saturdays under the guise of I went to school there. You know? So, it's getting big and at some point it won't be able to sustain what it is. The whole lawsuit in Tennessee where they're trying to debate and decide if you can use NIL and if you can use basically money to lure recruits. The NCAA threw their hands up on that today that for the time being, they've got no way to stop it. It's going to be even more, we like the phrase, wild, wild west. It's going to be more wild, wild west than ever. And we're getting to a point here that I don't know how you slow it down. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right now, I I think the entertainment, see, I think we're going to be at a weird intersection where we're understanding that there's a lot going on outside of stuff that's not good. But I think the product is going to be good. I really think the college football product with with this 12-team, I I believe it, is going to be very good. But I think that we're at an intersection. I think that it's going to be good for a little bit, and then we're going to lose it. We're going to have like a three- or four-year window where things really feel like this works, this is fun, but it's not sustainable. I keep talking about the NFL, and I'll bring it up again. The NFL is trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they keep trying to see how much air, say it with me, can they put into the balloon before it pops? And they keep trying, and it keeps working. 
Let's go overseas once. Okay, let's do it twice. Okay, let's go play in a different country. All right, let's go to South America. All right, let's add a Friday game. Sure, let's add a Black Friday game. Yay, let's add a Week 18. You do it. Let's add a playoff game. Let's put one on streaming. Oh, darn, but okay. They just keep finding ways to make it bigger and bigger and bigger, and we keep accepting it. But they've got they've got more like of a foundation. I'm not sure that college football has a sturdy enough foundation to prevent it from collapsing upon each other. And what I think will eventually happen is we will have different levels of division football or uh, college football via the divisions. We already have Division three. We have Division two. And for the longest time, we've had a hundred some teams in Division one. But we're not going to have Division One anymore. We're going to have Division One Super Plus Max. Then we're going to have Division One Super, and then we're going to have Division One. And you're not going to be able to continue to compete with some of these other teams like the MAC. Okay, what did they just add? UMass. They added UMass. There was some realignment this week. We did not get to. Um, but uh, the. That's not going to work. You can't have those teams compete with the big guns. And I'm telling you, what I think the next round of realignment is, it's not just going to be addition. It's going to be addition and subtraction. I'd be worried if I'm a team like Vanderbilt. Like, I, I would I would uh, really make sure these agreements are ironclad. Yeah, I know the Big Ten used Rutgers and Maryland all those years ago, but... You might be dead weight if we can go get USC and UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Hey, Notre Dame's still sitting there. So I, I do think that we are going to get to a point where there's a 40-team league. One conference is going to be called the Big Ten. One conference is going to be called the SEC. And then there'll still be all the other teams you know and love, but it won't be the same as college football. They'll all be eligible for the NFL draft. They'll all be eligible for NIL. They'll all be eligible for all that stuff. But college football, as we know it, uh, I think the shelf life on that is uh, is not long. And this college football playoff is a nice, like, I, I don't know, I, I guess olive branch to the group of five teams to at least have one team in. But now you're guaranteeing the Big Ten buys and the SEC buys. And we have, again, Shep's right, we haven't even seen the 12 team yet. So if we can just relax, college football for the longest time moves so slowly. And now all of a sudden they're like racing towards extinction as we know it. There will always be college kids, at least college age kids playing football in a non-NFL environment. But it's getting more like uh, they are professional instead of students. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.